Hey, it's recording. So we're on. We're on air. We're gonna have to cut this starting bit out. Uh, or we could just leave it in. Yeah. Matter. All right. Anyway, this is this is our podcast. This is our very first podcast. So any t- technical difficulties, please excuse us. Uh, we've got the whole band here today. Yeah. What do you say? say today? It's fucking night time. Yeah, it's twenty one past day. twelve. It's it's the next day. It's Wednesday now, fellas. It's still Wednesday. We mean still Wednesday. We mean anyway. it must be still Tuesday, but now it's Wednesday. Uh, right. That's mad. Let's just let's just stop <laughs> this right now. Anyway, um, so what we're gonna do is we've got a. Um, I felt like it should have music in the background. Do you want music in the background? What? It's only gonna cause problems, like. No, but Curtis can do it. Curtis, do it. Do you, what are you magic? Do, do the thing, dancing that. monkey. Oh, there it is. Oh dear me. That's not good, is it? Is it cut out for anyone else? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not. <laughs> 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 Let's just stop that. Let's stop that right now. I'm gonna, we're, we're, we've got to keep all this in. It's, it's pure unfiltered aligners material. Oh, shit. oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, uh, what we've done is uh, we're going to try and follow a format the best we can. Um, so we've we've got like some new releases from unsigned bands and um, signed bands or popular artists that we're going to talk about. Uh, we've got we've got we've got quite a few questions actually, and then we've got. Um, my God, my brain just froze. And we're talking about 60s hers as well. That's it. This is already going terribly <laughs> wrong. But um, it's all staying in. We're already two minutes in. We've not done anything. But um, this lockdown, eh? How is, <laughs> how is, ever, how is everyone doing with, with the lockdown then? What is, what is everyone doing to deal with this lockdown? Let's talk about that. Right, yeah. What, what, let's... If if you've got anything new you've tried, well, like, drop us a message or we'll, uh, we'll see what we think. Maybe we'll give it a go ourselves or something, you know. Yeah, I mean, I was more referring to what you guys have done rather than <laughs> uh, people listening. I mean, uh, we, could, we, we could sort of open it up. Um, I did do a track with Dialing, which was quite fun. Yeah, I, I listened to that. It's good, actually. Uh, oh, dialing, yeah. oh, shit, we should probably put that in then. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll we'll talk about that later as well, actually. Since yeah. you've got some insight into it. Yeah, um, talk about how it's produced. Elliot, what have you been doing during what lockdown? Doing? Um, I've learned to play chess. <laughs> that was fun. I mean, it's not the most interesting thing you could have. Oh, it is, mate. I've been trying and failing to keep healthy. Uh, I've had a successful day today of that, but other than that, it's gone to shambles. <laughs> Oof. I've been slowly realising I'm smoking too much because it's getting harder to go up and down stairs. That's a double-edged sword. That <laughs> you, you've only just realised this now, Kurt. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, I've always had issues going up and down stairs. Me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we've got some serious <laughs> issues here, don't we? Six. I used to bloody be huffing and puffing, but I was a big kid in year six. Is it is a little, little insight? Me and Elliot hated each other in year six. Well, I hate him. He wasn't really asked. <laughs> I was a very salty kid in primary school. Yeah. Gee. A very salty kid. What I was it about? Him? Everyone. 
And everyone hated me, what, but what, I was not. What, what, what was it about Elliot? Was feud? Salty. Was feud? Was it feud? Oh, you just, me you just didn't like me. Was it his Elliot teeth? was really annoying. And I, Elliot had a lot of fingers and I had a lot of buttons. It's <laughs> as simple as that. <laughs> it's as simple as that. Like, I just got annoyed at everything. And that, that was only a trait that I dropped off. It's just, just, I just feel like but, Nathan year six had a padded room. So every time he saw Elliot at school, he'd go home just start her butt in the wall because he's like, I'm <laughs> he wasn't, he wasn't that deep, to be fair. He, was just like, he used to be friends with another guy who I'm not going to name because I can't, I can't be bothered getting like stick off this. Wait, wait, but wait, what? Elliot used to be friends with, like, he used to be best mates with, uh, the, the pair of you were fucking really annoying <laughs> in high school. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you both were, you used to do my little what was it like stuff he'd walk into class and you'd just be like anyway you like I was like that with people who were actually mates of me as well <laughs> right oh god uh, just don't put your finger in Nathan's belly button he'll dig you on <laughs> <No. laughs> yeah, I'm actually button, missing man. college you know I'm, I actually am Same. Uh, because like just, I don't know everyone's like oh I don't miss college at all but I'm like well, I was sort of doing what I do anyway so and I had to, he put me in a routine because oh god yeah this routine thing has gone to absolute balls on it sleeping patterns out the window I've not got any sort of routine to my life anymore I just wake up past the hours of 12 and that's it <laughs> yeah he just, that's he, just, it. he just wakes he just wakes up sits then goes back to sleep again doesn't do anything else he just wakes up and goes back to bed <laughs> he keeps waking okay, up but he never remembers going to sleep yeah it's living life upside down <laughs> It's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. Uh, but hey, we, we had um, when we we released sixty first, didn't we? We did. Yeah, that happens. Yeah. That was. How long ago was that now? Seventeenth of April. What That's day is it? What what day and day is it? Oh, we discussed it's Wednesday. What date is it today? Uh, it, it is. But it's the sixth. Sixth of May. It's almost been three weeks yeah. now. Isn't it? Yeah, I mean, we're sat on just over 4,000 streams, which is brilliant. So um, we also just got a review on Fresh to the Net, which was great. Really good for us. That. So, and the reviews, the, the support and reviews have been great for it. So, like, you know, we Happy appreciate days. that. Happy days. And, um, sure. you know, it, I doubt anyone's still, uh, I, I doubt anyone's still tuning in at this point, to be honest. <laughs> Everyone's already. Everyone's like, oh Jesus Christ, these guys. Well, the, the idea of this is just really. like everyone only knows us in a music sense. So this is sort of just us talking normally. Do we have? Which, do we have normal? It's not, I'm not saying it's a good thing. I'm just saying, you know. Yeah, we we don't really have a normal, do we? We just kind of like existing. Um, going back to that fresh on the net thing, it was really cool. Like because. We got into the top 25 and then it went on to like another vote for people that are regularly sort of like listening to them and then to find out we got in the top 10 after that was ace. Really cool. Yeah, that, that was really cool. I mean, I, I like, I'm not um, big on my music publications and that, funnily enough. So, so like, I just like listening and playing and writing. <laughs> and um, and Sugar House, who recorded the single with us, they like sort of messaged me and was like, oh, you just got on fresh on the net. And I was like, oh, right. I was like, I didn't, I, I thought it was just like, because we've had a few reviews come in, so I was just like, oh, it's another really good review for us. Mm. And um, they were like, hang on a minute, these are like really good. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> so I was really happy about that. I didn't even know we'd been submitted. I think you did it on the slide. And, and to celebrate, me and Nathan stayed up till half five in the morning on Bocker. 
Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was great. For so those who don't know, it's it's Xbox. Yeah, we we're using like our our inside slang here. We're gonna have to explain all our list of. We have to put um, an index at the end. The, the story behind that, we well, I could, I know the story behind that because um, we had to, I, I was talking to someone from Witness. Oh no! I know. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> right. I don't mean that? talking to someone as in like relationship. I just mean like I was having a conversation with yeah, someone. Yeah, mate, that's still bad news, mate. Nah, if, yeah. if Nathan breathes in, he goes direction, he's chatting up in it. He was saying that um, in Witness, they call Xbox Bocker. That's all I've <laughs> And you feel and like I thought, I want to be like that guy. absolutely the stupidest fucking thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> <laughs> and now, you say that. Now we do the exact same thing. thing. Now we all call it Bocker, but it started as a joke and now it's become part that's, of our life. That's kind of how like the li- like lingo works though, isn't it? You'll say it ironically that it becomes part of your actual vocabulary, don't it? Oh, yeah. It's a nightmare. Linguistics is an evolving I used to, language. right, I, being, me and Elliot from Runcorn, so. Oh no. You know, we've we, we been things. high school with a lot of people who were like, they, they all sounded like they were straight from Liverpool when they weren't. Um, not for us in anyone in particular because it's pretty much everyone. However, mm. um, we used to like, I used to always take the piss out of people who used to go like, lad this, lad that. And I, I took the piss out of it enough to the point where <laughs> I started using it and now I just, I use it all the time. I call everyone lad. And I'm like, I used to, I used to probably take right, piss out. Lad. Yeah, it's just like, it's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. Sixties uh, well, Hearse, yeah, that that was great. Uh, we had a good time recording that. We'll answer a few questions about it later. That's the last bit. Um, but on the same day, Sixties Hearse came out. Um, there was two other songs, wasn't there? There was a Polaroids and Violence and Green Eyes, uh, Green Eyes by Malagor and Polaroids and Violence by Abby Kelly. Abby Rose, Abby Rose Kelly. Jesus. Oh, Rose Kelly. Kelly. Cool. But. Um, yeah, so it was it was it was quite different actually. It was cool having like it's literally new music Friday for th- all th- three completely all different genres, I'd say as well. I know, I know. I I I wouldn't I wouldn't I wouldn't say that actually. I'd say we're all we're all different in our own way, but we're all we all fit in the indie rock. Yeah, so I, I went a bit far by saying completely. That's just three, a very wide. Bracket. Yeah, um, I think you had three three different five. sections of the kind of similar. I'd say actually might go a bit more punk, more indie with that song particularly. Yeah, well, um, same with that. Well, Abby's always been sort of more on the punk side, hasn't she? I'd say mm. Abby's more on the darker side of indie. I'd, yeah, like, yeah, but I like that. I like that. We'll, we'll, it takes, take, oh, shit. takes to places you don't want to go. I, re- I read a review of 60 Thirsty the other week and they said it was on the dark side of indie. It's like the yeah, exact yeah. phrase they used. I, mean, I was like, well, it kind of is. We're we'll talking about alcohol dependency, to be fair. No, yeah, <laughs> it, does, it does. I did write up. I, I we'll have to get into more stuff about when I wrote it and all that later because we're going to just answer all the questions before we've even like been like, oh, someone's <laughs> asked this question. But anyway, I was trying to um, sort of roll us smoothly into our next section, which is um, recent releases. So we uh, we picked five songs that we're going to talk about. Not all of us have heard all of them, so it's probably going to be a bit jangled at this point. We're, we're probably going to have to organise this a bit better next time, but it's pretty off the cuff. But... Um, the first release we have, don't play it, Curtis, because when you played 60s Hurst at the start, it made my ears took, took a duke all over this podcast. <laughs> but um, the, the first you. release is... Um, so th- I, Funny story about this band, the 1975. I, I used to hate the 
fuck out of this band. I used to absolutely hate this band. I used to, I used to always fucking get on people's nerves. Too, they're too political, Arthur. They're too political. Be, I still think they're too political. But like, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, but like uh, we went we went to Leeds Fest last year. Well, Elliot didn't, but we did. We absolutely mm. not Elliot. Shut up, you bastard, man. And I seen him there and it completely changed my opinion. I went to see him twice this year. And um, they had this song on the tour, which was, it was just absolutely slapsticks, doesn't it? Different, different, different level. Let me know and it it finally got released the other week. Now, um, I don't know whether Curtis has heard it, but I know for a fact Elliot and Arthur will have. So, um, what, what are your thoughts, boys? The... Wait's kind of been I, the live version and the recorded version you kind of expected to be the same but when you you heard it live and you're like wow this song's amazing and they then are very different. you play you listen to the recorded version and they've of course they've got more stuff out of it because they can't have all the parts kind of being played because it costs too much as well because you know it's all about being trying to make a bit of money but it it just it's on it's on full volume every single yeah, day. You, you can't like, not sing along to it. You can't not have a dance either. Like, you listen to it live and you're like, that's that's fucking amazing. That. And then you you listen to it on the recorded version, you're still like, that's fucking amazing. But it's like in different ways. I kind of like the way in the second verse of it, he's kind of, he, he sings his second verse line, but then in the background, you've got the first verse lines coming in the background as well. Yeah. Kind of merging it into one. I, I don't think it's the first verse line. It's just, um, it's just, yeah, it's a backing singer. Do you know what who I, I met actually? I met the guy who sings that. We're on what? the train back from 1975 Liverpool. We bumped into him. You got his two plectrums, yeah. didn't you? Yeah, he, he gave us he gave us some plectrums that he was using at that at that gig. Because he was sort of like he was talking. He was he was sat on the train and uh, I went to I went to the gig with Tori, one of my friends. Shout out to Tori if she's listening. And um, and I, we were sat across from it. I heard this guy just. I was I was a bit pissed. I heard this guy was like, he was just talking about this new slide guitar he got. And I was like, all right, you want a band or something? I don't know why. I just put it in there. <laughs> and he was like, oh yeah. And like, I'm sat there with my 1975 shirt in my hand. And he's like, I was like, oh, what, what are they called? And he's like, oh, I'm in, I'm in the 1975. I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, what? And it turns out there's, there were three of them there. One of them was like the, uh, the sound technician. The other guy was like the backing vocalist and guitar. You see him in the background. He's got a beard. Um, he said he'd been friends with Matty since he was like five or something. Anyway, that's backtracked. That's a story I didn't need to tell. But the, the song, I I really like it. It it was a bit of a grower because at first I was like, oh, the live version is so much better. But it's it's grown on me a lot. Like um, I do really like it. It's, it's undeniably catchy. I, let's be honest. You can't help but dance when it comes on. Tell no. tell me, don't dance when it comes on. What, what do you think about it, Elliot? Do you know what? I think I agree with you on the whole live version thing. And like the first few, I was like, the first few days it came, I was like, you know what? Oh, let's come out on this. I'm excited for it. But you know what? I got bored of it pretty quick because it's just one of those I'm like just, super catchy songs where I'm still not. Bored when you over listen to it, I've listened to it in moderation. Yeah, yeah. It's the same with most songs. You've listened to it too much, you're going to get sick of it. Like, same way, like yeah. in college, we do rehearsals. We're like, oh, yeah, yeah we've got all these songs. And then after two you weeks, like, it. I want to kill myself because, like, we cannot deal with how much we've done the song because it just nails us over and over again to the point yeah, of when it end. You'll find it again in like six to eight months, and you'll be like, oh, shit, remember that? Yeah, obviously. You know what I mean, it's one of those yeah, songs. Yeah. 
I mean, we need to swiftly move on to the... Um, let me check what the next song is. I think it's just going to be me talking about this, unless anyone else has listened to it. Um, so Noel Gallagher... Oh, fuck it, no. Ignore that. Uh, Jesus, I realised I need to stop swearing on these podcasts, man. Yeah, what? you do, mate. <laughs> it's not that bad. It's just we, the way we talk to each other. But... Um, Anyway, so Noel Gallagher put on his Twitter and Instagram and all that the other day that he was releasing an Oasis demo. Like, I'm I'm a massive Oasis fan, so I was like, you know, we're in the we're not in the minority, but we kind of are because I feel like it's cool nowadays to be like, oh, Oasis is shit, but they're not. Uh, that was my opinion well, at first. To be fair, I, so I, can't, I can't stand them. I'm like, well, don't listen to Wonderwall. They've got I, think I just think it's not cool to be an Oasis fan. What? I just think it's not cool to be an Oasis fan these days. Isn't it? I don't know why. Like, yeah. it's not like I run around with a swagger and like. Yeah, just, right, I don't do that or anything. Really. with a certain type of person, running around with a bucket I'm hat. In, I'm in some Oasis Liam Gallagher groups on Facebook. Of course, and there is some. Jesus Christ! There's covers of Champagne Supernova and all that dressed in the Parker. Champagne Supernova. <laughs> guys, guys posting selfies in the mirror saying "Feel like Liam Gallagher today." I'm like Jesus Christ, mate! Just get a grip. But um, it, I, I always say it's ironic. It's ironic how a, a guy who sang the lyrics, "You need to be yourself. You can't be no one else," and all these people trying to copy him. I'm like, come on. But anyway, it, it releases. So the demo came out. And it, it's called "Don't Stop," and uh, it's it's a Noel song, Oasis song. So it's like people. That's been controversial in itself, but I think that's just because like everyone who likes Noel feels the need to hate Liam and everyone who likes Liam feels the need to hate Noel and there's people like me who just like them both and not there's really that like me hate them both be like but, Nathan uh, love everyone Nathan's sat in the middle I of the but um yeah so we released a song it, it's alright I, I like it it's good but it's not like it's not amazing uh, that's all I've got to say about it really there's nothing else to say about it it's basically the same throughout the entire thing it definitely sounds like a bassist I mean, I'm not really that bothered that Noel's singing on it. It's 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 good. I like it. It's That's just one it. of those tracks where it's it's good. It doesn't stand out massively. It's just I, I, an you, I song. I don't see any need to have released it. To be honest, would you say it's album filler? Um, no, it's B sides. B sides. When you say that about Oasis, Oasis's B sides are insane. Like they've got some the best B sides of any band. So that is sort of like a thing. But it's not. It's not a. It's not a good Oasis B-side. It's just sort of like an all right one. But I do like the song. It is in my playlist, so it's it's chilled out. It, I can see it being like... I could I could have seen it. I bet if you didn't release it, you probably would have put it on a High Flying Birds album or something because it just sounds like High Flying Birds, but it, it still sounds like Oasis. I don't know. I'm being confused. Has anyone else actually listened to this? No. no. Yeah, fair enough. I think I did. Yeah, it's it's all right. Anyway, we're going to move on to some uh, some more local artists. Uh, the first up being W by the Personas. They were good friends of ours. They were due to come on tour with us. Yeah, they were they're doing quite well. Releasing it how many years ago? Was it three or four? Yeah, yeah. The throw getting, getting up to 4,000 streams already. It's ridiculous. It's cool. Mm. It's good that they're getting the spot. Mm. I kind of like the... Um, like instrumentally, quite like I'd say, really quite solid. And you can yeah, see the, how, how well of them play their instrument. But when the vocals kicking specifically, there's a band that I like called Riskass that the lead singer sounds I'd say quite similar to. 
I, I, just, yeah. I, I just like the general vibe of the song. Yeah, I, I like it, you know. It's good. Mm-hmm. I like the bit at the start as well with these. And it's always, I, I don't know if it's a bit of a cliche nowadays to add little sound snippets that start songs, but I, I like it, you know. It's cool. Mm. But um, If you can't beat like, them, join them. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we'll probably end up doing it for one of our songs. Pro- uh, yeah, definitely. I'll be but, um, I miss what music is these days. You just rub other people's ideas and then just make it different in a slight way. Yeah, definitely. I, every, I like, everything good I like, that's I like, been done, you have. I'm to. a sucker for any song about girls, it, girls or breakup or whatever. The fuck. It's it's kind of stuff I write. So I was sort of like, I don't know whether that's what it's about. I'm not. I'm not like saying that. But I think from what I've listened to, it sounds like it. The reason so many songs are kind of about relationships and breakup and girls or boys or whatever is because everyone's gone through it it's relatable and i think at our age it's the only thing we have really experienced unless any of you've got some kind of hidden addiction that we need to talk about like well kurt, kurt fags don't count mate oh, like, so we can't really like we can talk about going for a good night out or a bad night out or get a good yeah, relationship, but- a relationship there's not much else i'd say we can possibly write about yeah when, when i write it's like when I write lyrics and stuff, I have to sort of, like, have to link it to myself. I've, I've rarely tried talking about someone else or whatever. It's, it's usually about my experience, and I feel like because everyone our age has the same experiences, near enough, so enough people will relate to it where it'll be like okay. But as you know, I, I watched a Sam Fenn interview, and he kind of puts his own personal kind of feelings into it. But rather than make it by himself he writes it about a character, which could be something interesting to try. Yeah, I suppose so. There's uh, also we'll the thing... Tell you what. If, oh, go on. No, go on. You go on. Um, when talking about like doing songs about a good night out, I've, like, a song about a good night out isn't really captivating. I don't feel you can put a lot a song, into it. A song about a bad night out is much more interesting. Yeah, that's the thing. Uh, I mean, you, you could say that, but then... And I know it's not our cup of tea, but you look at quite a few pop songs that made it to number one over the years, especially in the noughties and early tens. Good nights out, they 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 kind of smashed it. To be fair, I felt, I felt happiness is sort of like a straightforward thing. Like whereas sadness is like, I, I feel like it's a lot e- it's a lot easier to write a sad song than it is a happy song. Definitely. Yeah. Anyway, let, let's move on to the next track. We'll we'll do um we'll do the we'll do the one that Curtis produced. Why by Dylan Rodriguez, okay. who's also a good friend of ours. Uh, I, I I listened to it and um, I I listened to the little snippet that he put up on his um, on his Instagram. I, I I liked it straight away from there. Like, I've I've seen him do it live multiple times, so I knew it was like a good song, good use of chords, good lyrics. You know, Dylan's just he's got it, man. He's good. <laughs> he's good. Um, but I like obviously Kurt's producing as a hand in it. I heard his little ooze in the background and his <laughs> guitar and what have you. Kurt, sounded good. Kurt's sounded musical theatre production coming in handy. Mm. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> you can from like from the instance you hear it, you can kind of hear Dylan's influences. You can tell he's a big Adjuran fan. Damien Rice. Damien Rice. Know, you can, you can, you can hear a bit of passenger in there, I'm sure. Yeah, um, yeah, he's good. I was talking about like if you don't know uh, where like we were second year college students and Dylan's like first year, and it's interesting actually because I feel like uh, there's been a change in like because obviously in college everyone's forming bands and everyone's being artists, but I feel like with us we were like very much an indie year and the year above us were like no well not indie just like bands you know guitar music sort of stuff, and so were the year above us and I feel like they, 
the new year that's come in also it reminds me very much of like more of a a pop scene like you know yeah, like, oh, it's kind of as you've oh, gone down the years you kind of had say a couple of years above us uh like with the cooler bay lot with the like, environmental beach like above them you kind of had this tropical indie pop vibe coming through and then you go to your above us where it's kind of darker with the lots producing garage rock very good life and the hollow van yeah. producing grungy music kind of going to yeah. some dark places yeah, well, then i mean I was, when, when we started out we were just sort of i, I suppose we we were probably the most generic not to put us down but we were probably the most like just oh well we started out as like when when we were when we were La Scarlet we were like an indie pop band straight indie pop really well, then mm. uh, we wrote a song called Stall and it sort of changed that and we were like oh shit we need to write more songs like this because they're cool <laughs> and then, um, very cool but, yeah, we were, yeah it was you know but I like it obviously we've had other interesting people like, like Seagoth in our, she's in our year and um her music is so different. I love, I love her stuff. I, I really do, and I, I've played for her in a band before as well. Um, but I, I, I really love her stuff. It's really good. Mm. Was that the Rib Fest gig? Yeah, I, I played at. Um, we played at. Me and you didn't we? We played at Rib Fest and we played at Stage Three, wasn't it? That was almost a car crash because I like I had to assemble a drum kit in five minutes. <laughs> I had George yeah. saying, "Right, we're about to go on," and I went down. There was like no drum kit. That's a sort of front round start. Yeah, stealing stuff from the other stage. We were on the acoustic stage, but we we uh, I guess we didn't really listen to it. We just played a full electric set on the acoustic stage. I mean, to be fair, because of the kind of volume played out and the kind of music Georgia makes or Seagoth, that you can kind of get away with it because it's not. It's quite soft and dreamy. It's really mellow. Like she's just like, dream pop, isn't she? So it's kind of a dream pop. Yeah, it's the kind of stuff you put on in the back put on listen to it or you can use it as background music just kind of get inside your own head and have a nice think and a chill yeah. something to vibe to anyway the next song we're going to talk about is Polaroids and Violence by um, Abby Rose Kelly also a friend of ours um, I guess I don't, I don't know if you have any insider information about this song because you you two were in a band uh, uh, we were kind of the when it was first brought like she had it written and then she brought it to the band rehearsal. It was me, James, and Kurt. Um, I just remember saying, "I want the song that speeds up and has that tempo change." That was yeah, like, I like that. What it was all it's based about. It's like um, I suppose it stands out when when I've seen a live. It stands out in the set because it's, it's not hit shot. Yeah, it's, it's just like unexpected. Like, Jesus Christ! There you go. I um, just when when she first brought it to us, I think Abby. Was like because at the time Kurt fought for the name to be Abby Rose Kelly in the Fridge Biscuits, and which is stupid, stupid name Kurt. from you, Kurt. And she, so, what she suggested it, don't pin that it, on me. It was you, <laughs> it was me, definitely you. It was her granddad who said, Oh, how about you be called the Fridge Biscuits? That does sound like a Curtis thing. Moving on, um, we can't so Abby's kind of said all right we've got these i've got these songs uh can you like help me out because i've got a gig at the lounge um was it her he- was, was it her headliner was it um yeah the, oh she it? was spotting callers at the lounge was this yeah crawlers that's was it. that thing where i was like in new york yeah it wasn't it wasn't in new york it was a different time so we've, we've had like two weeks to rehearse this um we originally had a different member but 
he didn't learn the songs in time, so we brought in James. And we kind of did a couple songs a day or two beforehand, and me and Kurt weren't 100% sure. And for one of Abby's different songs, uh, People I See, for half the song when Abby wasn't singing, she turned to me and was telling me when to change and what yeah. notes. So quite a lot of that gig when the kind of Paul and Violence was first introduced to the set was improvised. So James <laughs> kind of said, you got eight bars, go mad. And me and Kurt would kind of just look at each other and go, right, we're going to do this now. Right, come on, and just then. went a bit mad. That, 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 it was good though, because I was at that gig and it was like... It went off. It, was good. it definitely worked for like that kind of music. It was, it was very off the cuff and you know it was good. Uh, funnily enough, I was due to play for Abby because um, she broke her wrist or something and I was used to play in her band. And that was one of the the more fun songs to learn. Um, it was, you know, we, we did one rehearsal and it was um, it was good. I enjoyed I enjoyed playing it. But the, the song itself, the recorded, obviously it's done by Gareth at the Lounge. Uh, we've not had I've not had the pleasure of meeting him yet, but he he, he brings out some really good songs. Like he's so sound. He's probably he's, he's absolutely brilliant. He's like a really sound guy, and like you're constantly drinking tea. <laughs> oh yeah. So hopefully we'll um, we'll work with him in the, the future. Paul Rhodes Violence. Good, good track and the the kind of the way she thinks about kind of making her songs stand out is really really kind of fun to watch yeah I feel like when 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 I've seen interviews and things like that when she's listed her influences I can really see them come out in the um in the tracks that she she brings out I can really hear the influences like you know it's kind of, not quite not quite full on Nirvana but it, it's there it's definitely there and then there's like Fontaine's DZ people like that I can hear it it's it, it kind of it's because she melds two things because when she sings quite softly and maybe a bit higher pitched in falsetto or something the vo- her voice is like kind of sweet and very soft but then when he gets to the chorus she's just got this set of lungs that melts your face it's definitely. Really, like I'd, I'd, I'd definitely recommend to go see you what do you think think about it Elliot he's just hey it's pretty good man <laughs> <laughs> I think oh, man, so well. we just in in-depth analysis and he's like pretty good man hey it's all it right I mean you set it up pretty much yeah um we had one more track, but we'll do that next week. So next week, yeah. we're supposed to be on. We just hit half an hour. This was only supposed to be half an hour, but well, we're going a little bit old, but I will answer really a couple of questions. Bit rough around the edges. We'll we'll learn as we go along. Mm. Um, so we already talked a bit about sixty years, which is what I was going to do next. But um, we have got some questions, oh. which we can all answer. I mean, I've got screenshots for them. We've got screenshots from questions that have been sent into Arthur and also screenshots that have been sent into us. Uh, some of them are on, along the same lines. So, and, um, you know, don't uh, just just stick with it if I'm, a bit, if I'm a bit vague with some of the answers because I like to think the music, like, if I, if I tell you exactly what it's about, it's going to be sort of like, ah, oh, well, fuck it. You know, it's supposed to be open to interpretation. Yeah, yeah. I like I like that because it's not, it's not, I guess it is easy to sort of like pinpoint the the, the key things but like it's still pretty you know it i, I feel like the thing about 60s hearse is like when i wrote it i feel like it, it it doesn't have a beginning and like an end story-wise it just sort of drops you in the middle of a story and then leaves which i like i'm, I'm like complimenting i'm like reviewing me on track here, but <laughs> that's, that's, that's what it's just a bit of like in my mind anyway but let's let's have a look at um first question from abraham dannon uh-huh. Is um, <laughs> is um, 
how did you all form together and decide to make a band? Um, I mean, first first music, practical music lesson in college, we've all brought our instruments. And some of us volunteered to get up first um, because they kind of knew, I think, did they know you from the year before, Kurt? Or... Mm, no, they wouldn't have. Um, Mike knew me because I did music tech in my first year. Yeah. Well, Kurt's kind of just hopped on drums. I've said, oh, yeah, I'll go on bass. And while we're in it for everyone to tune up, which was a pain, by the way, I've I just started playing Super Circle by Kings of Leon. And Kurt's gone, is that Kings of Leon? I went, yeah, he went, was it Super? I was like, yeah. So me and him started playing, and Nathan's just sat there watching and went, ah, <laughs> we can play together. That's oh, awesome. opportunity. I, yeah. I already had the grand scheme of things planned out. I'd written all these songs. I was like, right, I need a band. As soon as, like, from day one, I was like, right, let's look at who I want in this band. Right. Not to sound like a, a dictator, but I was just like, right. I'd, you know, I'd, and I just, I didn't even know anyone, but I'm, I'm fairly easy to talk to. So just, yeah. I think, uh, I think I went up to, Arthur, I went up to Arthur. Yeah, I was going to say, you came to me at lesson, went, I've got some songs. Do you want to be in my band? I was like, yeah, absolutely. Shook his hand and then he went off to Florida for three weeks. Yeah, I went off to Florida for two weeks and no one, everyone forgot my name. And I think, I think uh, uh, I remember because we the way we used to work with like practical lessons, like everyone used to, it, it never used to be, to, we're in two classes now. It's, it's too difficult to explain to people who aren't in college. But anyway, we all used to be in the same room, basically all the classes. And um, and we were just sat watching whoever plays Stand By Me or whatever whatever it was. I've never seen him before, to be honest. I, 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 I didn't have a clue who he was, but I just turned to him and so I'm like, oh, what, what kind of music are you into? Because... You can't ask someone to be in a band and then find out that I love jazz. They like heavy jazz. metal. My, my favourite you know, artist is Carly Minogue. In the world and then find out they like <laughs> smooth jazz. Yeah, what sort of music you into? Anything with Cardi B. <laughs> you sort of said like... Anything <laughs> I forgot what you said to me. I said, I'm sure you mentioned Arctic Monkeys and I was like, oh, yeah. Um I was like, just what do you play in that? And he was like, drums. And then um, I was like, oh, well formed a band do you want to be in it like yeah simple as that me and Elliot already knew each other um hey I can, that was right the week before college actually started we went to a gig yeah and we were meeting. Not, talk about this because i was about to talk about it go and talk about it yeah we went to a gig of one of our mates on it from um, our old school and they were like after we watched it we were like hey shit man a, fun, a funny bit a funny bit of um this, it was actually quite ironic because we went to see them at the arts club in Liverpool. Oh, yeah. And, and um, on the bus on the way home, we had the longest bus ride home ever. And the driver was crazy. <laughs> we were all being, we were all just, we weren't even drunk or anything. We were just being annoying. Absolutely. And the driver came up to us and was like, he, he literally, he stopped. Came up <laughs> and was like, quiet down, boys. I was like, Jesus Christ. Quiet down, fellas. Yeah. <laughs> and we, um, but anyway, I remember turning to Elliot on that bus home and I was like, ah, oh, we need to get in a band you know that was sick yeah. and uh, funnily enough we played our very first gig at the arts club yeah. at the same place 14th, cool. of, 14th of December yeah I've got, I've got the set list behind me uh, same yeah cool. I was, wasn't even on there he's crying no no we didn't that came in January yeah, yeah that yeah I'd, I'd always had the song like funny thing about ours we, we'll talk more about different tracks and different things but like Ours was a song I wrote in high school and it was sort of stuck in everyone's heads in high school, even the people who didn't like me. Like my ex-girlfriend, who I funnily wrote it about, confession, it's there. <laughs> Ignore that. Um, like, 
I, I forgot who was telling me, but like one of, I, I don't know whether it was one of her mates or someone she talked to. And they were like saying to me, oh yeah. Uh, she said that she was just like, she started humming your song and she didn't need, mean to. And I was like, all right, <laughs> I mean, that's okay. <laughs> if it gets stuck in the person's head that you wrote it about, who's now your ex, you know it's it's catchy. Come on, <laughs> like, Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah. But uh, yeah, I was, we'll talk about that a different day because I'm sure that's going to be, I'm sure people have questions about that because that's one of the most popular ones. But um, that that is your answer to how did we form? And um, this this question is from Bobby Muscat. Sorry, I never pronounced that wrong. I know he's from Runcorn. He's in his own band called The Seminoles. That was a voice break. Ignore it. Um, <laughs> this is our first tricky question of the day, ladies and gentlemen. Where did the lyrics come from, like inspiration-wise? Nathan. Um, I came from Nathan. What, what I am going to say about this is, um, like I said, we've had a few reviews about this, and I feel like a few of them have hit it on the heads for the general concept of it. Without so going go into read the reviews. The, the the review said it's about a breakup, and the guy talking in the song is using alcohol to get over the breakup. It's sort of about that, but not really, because, you know, um, I wrote it about a... a, a a particular time we had at Leeds Fest and at Leeds Fest alcohol is not used just to get over your ex it's just used anyway <laughs> it's used to brush so, your teeth yeah, yeah. Exactly. so like so you, I guess you did you, you did, you did kind of Stella yeah, yeah you, you, Stella you can argue that. it's not really it, it, but if anyone else anyone else has anything to say about my lyrics then they can uh, I just it, it just kind of the whole Keep point of it is to kind of take you to kind of a place where you think oh like you might you might have done it yourself or like you can just relate to it so i think yeah the, the lyrics are kind of self-explanatory there's i don't think they've what, really hit a message in there like, what do you guys think about lyrics when i first brought them to you um when we first started doing it we had no scooby-doo what we were doing yeah we had bar took we, it ages we, 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 so. we hated the song at first and then once we kind of got the intro oh, oh, oh. I have a demo of it, which is still on SoundCloud, if you're nosy, and it's <laughs> shit. It's absolutely awful. Go and listen to it. Anyway, that's just the rough idea I had, and I end up like just putting it to the side for ages. And then all of a sudden, they've listened to it on SoundCloud, and then everyone was like, I remember t- particularly Elliot was vocal saying, yeah, this is this is rubbish, this, mate. He was like the verse. And then when he got to the chorus, everyone was like, hang on a minute, what is this chorus? Like, what is this? And um, it, it took us almost a month to figure out it only needs to be two chords. Yeah, we ended up changing the, the all. It wasn't the lyrics that were wrong. The no, it, was, it was it was, mu- it was the musicality behind it. But uh, I I, rem- I remember when I played that chorus and Elliot like absolutely loved it. You were just like, oh my god, this is a great chorus. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm just it all. And I remember the the more the weeks went on, after I remember you were like. You always you kept telling me like, oh, these these are the best lyrics you've written. This and I was like, I'll stand by it. I probably disagree to be honest. Uh, best yeah. lyrics you've written so far. But they are. Do you reckon? Yeah, are that catchy. Yeah, that's melody wise, though, isn't it? But um, we we've got a few more questions about lyrics. Anyway, the background of the song, any stories behind it, from Scouse Indie Bastards on Instagram, who you should <laughs> give a follow, and have got a podcast of their own. Um. Background of the song. Um, is there any way we can answer this without saying anything we haven't already said? Um, Background of the song. Um, if you want a bit more detail. Uh, so 
we went to Leeds Fest and I just had a bad experience and then I wrote it pretty much as soon as I got home, you know. And um not from the actual that, festival, I assume, but No, well well sort of. It was about something that was from yeah. before the festival span into over the festival. Yeah. So it's like yeah, whatever. Anyway, uh I can give you a little insight into one of the lyrics. Um the the bit in the chorus was like the stars don't come out when you're not about. I'd I was in an argument with someone. Well, I wasn't in an argument with someone actually. I was just talking to someone. And I remember sending them, like, I said, oh, the stars, the stars don't come out or some shit like that. <laughs> and then I remember joking and saying, oh, that's that's my next lyric. And then straight away in my head, I was like, stars don't come out when you're not about. And I think that night, I was on a walk when I was talking to this person. And it, I think that night, I... Um, it was a lady. I, I, went, I went home and just wrote it, literally. Like, it was there. And, you know... You, you kind of do that. You kind of, like, you have, like, a writer's block for ages. And then... You just go bang, song done. Yeah, it's, I can't. It's weird the way I write songs. I, I can't bang. I can't bang them out dead quickly. I have to sort of take a long time before I get into the mindset of I'm going to write a song. I, I never really even think that. I just I just write it. It just happens. Like it. I never really think to myself, right? I'm going to write a song today because it never works. Mm. Ooh, that was all the Instagram questions we had. I'm going to see if anyone else has put some on the. On the actual Instagram that I put up before. Could we talk about antics? Like stuff that's happened, doing gigs, weird stuff, funny stuff. Let us on. Oh, yeah, we've got more questions. <laughs> Let's um Arthur Pennington put any tips for writing songs. <laughs> Funnily enough, he's here with us now, so I can answer it directly. Um writing songs is not something you can sort of get advice on. It's, it's in my opinion anyway, you can on YouTube or something probably or from other people. But for me, it's just something that was there and I, I never really thought about it. It was just there and I wrote songs and it was, it was never a thing where I thought, right, I'm going to start writing songs. So, just, so, just write no matter how bad you may think it might be. Yeah. Like, like I was, I was one of like the, probably the second, the first or second song I ever wrote. And I was like, I just wrote it because I was, in, I was in such a happy mindset. I just thought, I don't know how to express this, so I just sort of wrote it on paper, and um, and it was there. So that that's just writing songs is something you just got to do. It, it doesn't try not to think about it too much. If you think about it too much, if you try and be like Alex Turner and put loads of like analogies and subtle hints in it, you're just going to end up making it sound shit. Because hmm. like he's the only one who can do that really well. Well, I'm not. He's not the only one, but whatever. Um, Tanya Ebrag, T dot Ebrag, <laughs> aka Tanya. Asked, what is your favourite venue to play at? I'm going to pass this over to you guys because I've done enough talking. Uh, favourite venue that we've already played at? Or... Yeah, yeah, you can rephrase it to that, yeah. Live bars? Live bars was a good venue, but when we played there, we just didn't sell any tickets. Yeah. But... So, Would you say good, ba- good venue, bad gig? Yeah. Yeah, Jacaranda. It was no one's fault. It's just it's very difficult for a new venue to get off the you know yeah, get off the ground. Yeah. The Jacaranda is one of our favourites, I'd say. I think a good shout for a favourite venue is Old Townhouse, which is no longer here. That was a great gig. We only played there once, and it was one of my favourites. Mm. Uh, Elliot, have you got any favourites? Uh, what's the place? Uh, Wamfest. Oh yeah, Golden Square. Oh yeah. 
That's always it's not a regular venue, but oh, Wham Fest. You mean auction? Yeah. Well, auction rooms. Yeah, oh. is that what you mean? Yeah, auction. Oh, I love I love auction rooms. Going to gigs there and also playing there is good. For Having me. the lighters on for all your friends was a yeah. I think actually we play we play this one quite a lot. The lounge. I think the last time we did that, we yeah. had. After we'd finished all of your friends, I think we had people singing the words still and yelling it back at us. I yeah, I've, I've got a video of it and I started like laughing because I was like, what the fuck is this? Like, how do people know the words to this? Because it, was, it wasn't really a song. I mean, I'd, I'd heard people say they liked it, but it was never really a song that like stuck out as to yeah. me. It was, like, it was a fan favourite. What about uh, Part Hall? Got a next question. Oh, Part Hall. We do like that as well. Yeah. Next question from Bobby Muscat again. Would you rather headline Glastonbury or do a gig at Wembley? Headline Glastonbury any day oh, of the week. You've got headline Glastonbury. Yeah. Oh, that's that's a no-brainer. But well, yeah, that's, that's the most, most iconic festivals in the world. Why would I don't see how you can say headline Glastonbury? Like Wembley's good, don't get me wrong, but like, come on, Glastonbury, man, that is just it, isn't it? That's that's when you know you've done it. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> question from um, Tom Harbour. You thinking of doing an album? would be sick I mean if we could get the funds to do it I'm sure we would if we had the funds to do it we would but we don't that is the answer (laughs) but um, so we're not thinking of it at the moment I was was like I don't feel we're at the level to be thinking about albums yet we're not quite I think just if uh, if you listen to this if if you can help us out we're just like pushing that single as much as we can get in as many people listening keep releasing singles and just kind of trying to get ourselves up to that level, which maybe we could potentially record an album. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, if we've got a good enough amount of singles, then we can think about that. But that's, I feel like we're, we're a long way away from getting to that level. Mm. We've got, we still got to put the grind in. Bit, bit of development to go, yeah. Uh, Easy. What are you saying, that, Elliot? Get on the Graph Bike Club. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the next questions were sent in by Arthur's friends. I can't find them. Yeah. I'm going to run your Snapchat in a moment. Is it uh Um the first of which is by Manning. Manning Hope. That, who is that? Manning Hope. I went to high school with him. You could you could lad. If you're releasing a new album, when will it be? Well, now, what we just said before. Um we do not have the funds to, yeah. to write and rec- well I could write an album, maybe. It would take me a long time. I mean we have got an album's worth of songs, but I don't think they're all yeah, album material. I don't think they're all good enough to be on albums to be honest they're good live but not, maybe with a bit of production they would be but like as they stand now yeah. yeah anyway if anyone wants an album if you want to like set up a Patreon like fund our album <laughs> free next question from Declan Harris who we all know what's the plan did somebody else or different way of production did, uh, he worded that badly. What's the plan, and did you record and produce it a different way? Because what he means is, what, yeah. What, what's the plan for the future? Uh, we'll we'll say there's somebody else. Um, so so it was produced by Sugar House. Uh, they they did they, they they changed some things to it. Um, they obviously added the sound to it, and it it was it was really good. I think what they did to the song. <laughs> Are you guys yeah. got to say about the production? Uh, anyone? Uh, anyone there? McFly? McFly? Hello? McFly? Oh, yeah. If you're last, what's happened? No, no. Nothing. Uh, no one was just talking. 
that. I was just saying, has anyone got anything to say about the um, production of 63? Yeah, that's brilliant. That's good. They added a lot to it, to be fair, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, uh, what's the plan? Uh, while we're in while we're in quarantine, I'd like to do more live streams, which would be good. Maybe some covers that we could post. Mm. Uh, along the lines of like what Blossoms are doing, that they're brilliant, the covers. And um, also, the plan after quarantine, yeah. we're, not, we're not quite sure yet. You're right. Who's banging pots and pans in the background? You're not going to say... Excuse, excuse me and uh, yeah I knocked my cereal bowl from uh, half twelve oh dear uh, the plan draft the quarantine hopefully we get the tour rescheduled that'd be good with the personas mm. who we mentioned earlier yeah I think just more, more gigging uh, hopefully more recording at some point more songwriting just the, the general stuff yeah I'm going to try and blast through these next few so I can make it under an hour um, how long did you work on 60s Hearth? Not that long, to be fair, wasn't it? In terms of recording, in the, in the studio, it was like I'd say we we it was it was split, wasn't it? It was like one and a half day. day we spent. I think we spent a day on each, and then the last day was just kind of them putting finishing both, touches yeah. on it, wasn't it? Yeah, um, I think sixties hearse was the first day, wasn't it? Uh, and I think yeah. in sixties hearse we got drums. I was, drums I was done within like an hour and a half. I think bass only took about 15, 20 minutes. Yeah, bass was really quick. No. But um, vocals took a lot. Back it, you, my God, it's a, the vocals is difficult. It's, it's very difficult to sing because it's like you run out of breath very quickly singing six. Well, I do. Uh, so we, it took a few takes to do that, and I think just thought, was... well, you were like put some more balls in it, weren't they? So I was like, yeah. just I just sort of. I went think for it, it was bit. more the fact that you were trying to. I think because you didn't have your guitar on, you were thinking about it too much, which yeah, might have been definitely. sending you off a bit. And then he tried doing the uh, placebo effect whereby you hold your skin in your monobrow area and pull it up just to make you not think about it. It did work because I think the, the final vocal on the track's quite good. Well, the original final vocal was done with you playing your guitar at the same time on it, just to kind yeah. of like kind of put you more at ease. Yeah, the, it was good. Um Plus they don't take no shit. 60s first, I have no idea where that came from. I was literally just writing the song and it came out. But it sounded cool and I was like, that's definitely the title of the song, isn't it? That's a cool title. (laughs) And then also, a good thing, when you type in 60s first on Spotify, we're the only song, so Mm, that's a good reason to have the title. The next, I've got the next few questions. Uh, We've already talked about lyrics. Is there a particular time I feel motivated to write lyrics? Um, not not particularly. Maybe straight after like something bad's happened or something good's happened, something like that. Would you find yourself writing more in the afternoon, morning, or evening, oh, early morning? Definitely after the hours of 1am. That's when I write songs. I think it's kind of easy to because it's quiet, there's nothing going on, you can properly focus. Definitely. Um, what's the process? Most of the time I'll be... I'll write an acoustic version of the song and I'll bring it to the lads. They'll write their own version, their own part, sorry. Or someone will come up with the riff or something like that. Like, like all your friends, Elliot came up with the riff and then I wrote lyrics around it. Yeah. Why did you choose this particular song to be your first single as the Aligners? Oh, sorry, by the way, this is by Gina. Oh, Gina. Shout out to Gina. Yeah. Um, does anyone answer that? Why did we choose it as I think- first? I think as a collective unit we thought that was um, like our strongest and kind of most out there song I, I think out of our entire set list, I think to us that's the one that stuck out the most I know you two are big fans of Bloom 
Elliot and Nathan. Yeah. But I think yeah, the but one that kind of grabs your attention is 60s Hearse. They also said um, there's a more of a meaning behind it. I, I, I spoke before about how 60s Hearse is like the middle of a story. It's not really... It's like you dropped in the middle of something messy. And I like that as a first song because it's like, well, what? You know, because... I've got loads of songs that tell the same story or different parts of a story. And I like the fact that this one's just sort of part of that. And maybe people will be like, oh, well, what's the rest? So if we do do an album, is it going to be like a saga? Like all part of this one story? That would be cool to do. That would be cool. Concept, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. They also had a bit earlier. I want to talk about this just a tiny bit. They said... Um, Gina asked, which I like, she said motivated the lyrics, which we talked about on the feeling of the song. The feeling, I feel like the song's quite dark and moody in it. It's a bit spooky in it. it it's the, the, the lyrics and the kind of the singing is quite dark, but I'd say the like the actual playing, the musicality of it, the the, the actual rhythm guitar, the bass and the drums, they're, kind, they're quite upbeat and quite bright. It's, I, I would at the same time, that. they are quite emotional. I, guess. I think that because when you... When you're playing them chords, it's quite the the the, the, the uh, how do you explain it? Like stuff like the chugging in the the bridge is like that that's dark and moody, and I like it. Yeah, I, I, it's like it's weird because like most like most songs these days, if it's a sad song, it's written in a major key, and if it's a happy song, it's written in the minor key, and it's kind of twisted. If you look at that one, it's kind of a dark song, but it's written in a major key, isn't it? Yeah. So I kind of so. that that if you if you play a major chord on the piano, it sounds quite happy. So that's what I'm trying to say with the brightness of it. If you kind of take each individual part, it's quite bright. But when you kind of meld it all together, it does go quite dark. Yeah, definitely. Um, anyway, that, that was the last question. And um, we're coming up to an hour now, which was double <laughs> the amount. Plan. Should have been. You've got double you aligners. You're welcome, uh, people. If anyone's actually listened to this till the end, I suppose podcasts are the sort of thing you stick on in the background, which is good. I always do it. Uh, so I hope, hope this has been beneficial is that we do not have a name for the podcast yet so if anyone's got any name suggestions then you can drop them whack it on the instagram story nathan yeah i will do because we got because we're gonna have to have a name before we put this out if anyone's listening to this point now thank you very much because i've enjoyed doing this actually we'll we'll, yeah it's been good i think we're gonna make it a weekly thing hopefully we'll have a lot less to talk about in another week so (laughs) so it will be half an hour this is gonna do for, for the radio thing if you've got any questions uh, messages on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. If you got our personal Snapchat, send them in. Again, if, if, any tracks, if, if you'd any like to see us be... cover anything, like do a cover song, let us know what your suggestion is. If there's any tracks you want us to talk about as well, and if you want to get to know anything about us personally, send the questions in. Just not too personal. Yeah. Don't don't be weird. Because <laughs> it, it's not always going to be new releases, so we we probably have to talk about old stuff. And but we'll we'll change it up every week anyway. <laughs> the nineties podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Not the band. No. <laughs> the decade. Motown podcast. And it's just Motown you talking podcast. for half an hour. Get that, that'd get like two views and both of them would be my mum. <laughs> <laughs> she created a separate account just to make you feel better. <laughs> Definitely. Anyway, that, that that was us anyway. We're coming up to an hour now, so you can guarantee that no one's listening at this point. <laughs> and if you are, pop me a message and tell me. Yeah, if you got this, uh, if you got this far, thank you very much. We'll, we'll have different topics next week. We'll talk about random shit. More random shit. Well, we, uh, so anyway, he's, he's wrapping us up now then. Elliot's going to wrap us up right now. <laughs> Go on. 
Or do you want me to say? Any, uh, just just wrap it up. Close the show, mate. Right. In the podcast, <laughs> mate. See you in a bit. What, repeat that? I didn't get any of that, mate. Yeah, repeat that, because you might shit. Thank you for listening, everybody. We hope to see you again. Goodbye. <laughs> Fucking robot. Sound, Mr. Sound like a Mr. Tumble quote. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Mr. Tumble, you're 43. Go the fuck up. <laughs> All right, we'll end it there. <laughs> yeah, let, let's just end it now. Let's end it. All right. Thank you for listening. Right, shut up. Thank you. <laughs>